Right now, you can get both Sprint's unlimited plan and the iPhone XR with its amazing camera included for just $35 per month per line for five lines. All you need is approved credit and 24-month installment billing. No trade-in required. Visit a Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 800-SPRINT-1. Phone $15 a month after monthly credit supplied within two bills. If canceled early, remaining balance due. Unlimited basic. After 630-20, pay $32 a month per line with AutoPay. Data deprioritization during congestion. Speed maximums, use rules, and restrictions apply. Right now, you can get both Sprint's unlimited plan and the all-new Samsung Galaxy S10 included for just $35 per month per line for five lines. All you need is approved credit and 24-month installment billing. No trade-in required. Visit a Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 800-SPRINT-1. Phone $15 a month after $22.50 a month credit apply within two bills. If cancel early, remaining balance due. Unlimited basic after 630 20 Pay $32 per month per line for five lines with auto pay data deprioritization during congestion. Speed maximums, use rules, and restrictions apply. For listening to Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast, keeping you up to date with the latest in American soccer. And don't forget to subscribe. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast. My name is Stephen Jodderant. Joining me today, as always, Jake Watroba and Armand Kafai. On today's episode, we continue the U.S. Men's National Team chat. Now, before we get to today's discussion, go back and listen to the conversation we had with latest joining contributor to the show, Jason, in which we chat the U23s, Tyler Adams, and the upcoming friendly versus Ecuador. If you haven't done so already, follow us on the Twitter machine at UncSamSoccerPod. You can find the show on any major podcast platform, so make sure you hit that subscribe button and give us a five-star review. Now, let's get to today's show. Alrighty, fellas, full lineup here. How we doing today? Doing pretty good. Persian New Year, so you know, had to go out, say what's up to the family. Let's celebrate the Persian New Year. But outside of that, doing pretty good. How are you, Jake? Doing fantastic. It's warm outside relative to us to what us northerners think. Snow's melting. All my dog poops coming up. It's all soupy and gross. So uh, yeah, couldn't be better. Happy to happy I had to clean it up. Oh, there you go. Hey, U.S. men's national team. We're gonna continue this conversation. A couple interesting friendlies coming up tonight, actually, against Ecuador in Orlando. And then next Tuesday against Chile. Now, Armand, you were on yesterday's show. Listeners, highly recommend you go listen to the show with Jason. Had some interesting takes there. But let's begin with the U23s because that seems to have had quite a bit of reaction. Taylor Twellman tweets out, Such an important job for the U.S. men's national team development that our youngest players play meaningful games with pressure on the international scene. Not every national team needs the Olympics, but the U.S. men's national team does, and Christ is now the man to get that job done. Uh, what's your initial reaction to the Christ hire and just overall the direction of the U23s? Um, with Christ, I mean, people are going to say it's a terrible take. Orlando City is terrible. But, I mean, they're still pretty terrible, and they're worse than James O'Connor. So, I mean, is it really his fault? We have to see a little bit more of a sample size. But 
with Christ to bring a guy with MLS experience. I want to see if he adapts. If he adapts and, you know, takes guidance under a guy that's, you know, above him and, you know, maybe emphasis just a little bit more like Berhalter. I think it can be very, you know, helpful to the pipeline to get a player from the U23s to the national team. But I mean, outside of that, um, I'm, I'm a little bit more concerned about how our national team is setting up. I understand our U23s may be better off, but um, look, our, our national team is still, you know, recovering from the, the missing the World Cup. So what's more my, important, my thought, the Olympics or the Gold Cup? I mean, the simple fact that we haven't qualified for what the last two Olympics, I would say the Olympics are probably more important than the Gold Cup right now. For confidence wise, it's going to be Gold Cup. For future wise, it's the Olympics. For confidence, you really think the Gold Cup boosts that much confidence? With the national team? Yes, because this team missed the World Cup. They need anything, anything to boost them up. So if you're going to get a, a a trophy out of it, screw it. I mean, you know what? It's a confidence booster. It's a first trophy under a coach. I mean, okay, if you have one foot in the final, who cares? Like, it's still a trophy. It's still a confidence booster. You win a tournament. You win a major tournament. It's good. Like, it's going to be a confidence booster. So, yes, I think it is important for – uh, Armand, regarding some U23 names, before we move on to the Tyler Adams move to right back, are there names that you like with the U23 call-ups that you think we should pay attention to? I mean, Jordi Mahalovic, man, he's was, it was pretty dynamic in those friendlies, and you know he's going to call up to U23s. I want to see how he's like on that level uh, versus um, you know the senior team level. I want to see if he's way better than that level, then he should be on a senior team. If he's not, then... He should be on the U23. So I'm interested to see how he's going to do the lineup. Let me ask you this because Jason brought it up on yesterday's show. Keen Parks hasn't been playing much with NYCFC. He's obviously on loan from Benfica. But he thinks he could be a player to watch. This is a big opportunity for the Plano native. But more generally, he could be a player in the midfield in the next 10 years, right? Man, he needs this. I mean, for lack of a better word, he needs this. Uh, I mean, currently, you know, James Sands at NYCFC, um, you know, playing that sixth role has, you know, pushed Alexander Ring up the pitch to be more of a box-to-box guy. So he needs this because I don't know if he'll break in anytime soon to the NYCFC lineup. He he needs this playing time. I think the U.S. Men's National Team wants to see uh, where he's at because he's a very intriguing uh, uh, frame. You know, he's a massive guy. not really good defensively, but better in that box-to-box role. I mean, I, I, I don't know if I can agree as a deep-line playmaker. I mean, I think he's much better higher up the pitch. Um, in Benfica, he generally struggled um, at the sixth role, and he likes being higher up the pitch. So, I mean, I, I can't really agree with Jason on that one, and we'll probably just banter about it on Twitter back and forth. But uh, it, it is a big opportunity for him to, you know, say, hey, I'm still doing well. I'm still, you know, for him to showcase – um, you know, for potential suitors because, I mean, he's still only on loan and he didn't make the 18 last match. So it's a big moment for him. All right, Amon, let's talk about Tyler Adams' move to right back for the national team. I want to pull out a quote here from a Pro Soccer USA story from Tyler Adams. He says, we've had Skype calls with tactics on the Skype call, which I don't even know or I didn't even know you can do, Adams said. He's ahead of time in his technology phase. But it's been good. There's graphics and stuff like that, the movements and stuff like that, so I can try to understand and grasp the role before I come into camp. Armand, is it not promising that our national national team coach is having Skype calls with players 
to discuss tactics, their roles, and his expectations for them. It's Craig Berhalter. I wouldn't expect anything different. This is what he does. This is exactly what he does. It's very encouraging. He's a very tactical-minded guy from conversations that I had with players that have been called up. Very tactical guy. Really cares that you know how you play in your role. We saw that in Columbus. It was very instructive. I think instructive, instruction-based. Um, you know, having specific roles for specific players. I mean, all these are huge, and it's very encouraging. Because, you know, maybe the, the people on Twitter can stop freaking out that Tyler Adams is playing right back. I don't know. I don't know why people are surprised by that. Is anybody surprised that – or is anybody a little perplexed by, by the fact that Tyler Adams didn't realize that you could do some interesting stuff on Skype? Am I the only one that knew that you could put up graphics and sh- screen share and share documents like on Google Docs, how the three of us – or in three different locations, yet we're all on the same document and reading the same quotes. Like, could Jurgen Klensman and Bruce Arena not figure that out? Did somebody they didn't have an intern to say, "Hey, maybe you could try this with somebody overseas." Uh, I'm willing to bet that because Tyler Adams is what 20 years old. That he yeah. probably never he probably never had to use Skype. He probably you know just went straight to FaceTime. <laughs> where there is, I don't believe you have that option on FaceTime. I could be wrong. But that's that's just what I think. But anyways, I'm on, I wanted to get your, your 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 thoughts on this real quickly here before we move on. Give us your general takeaways from Adams moving to right back. Is this good for the national team? And you know, is Yedlin as Yedlin as a winger? What can we expect from him? I, I guess we'll, we'll let you an- answer Tyler Adams first, and then and transition into Yedlin. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, if people are surprised with Adams being a right back, you 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 honestly haven't been watching U.S. soccer. I mean, I'm gonna be very straight up with you. You did not watch the friendlies. You did not listen to anyone saying anything. Like straight up, you, you you're you're just. I, I don't know how you're surprised by this. I genuinely cannot comprehend how someone's surprised by this move because Adams is comfortable playing at right back. He's obviously comfortable in the middle. You're going to have a midfield trio of probably Michael Bradley, Pulisic, and McKinney. You're, you want to fit McKinney and Adams at least in one of those roles. So what are you going to do? You're going to put Adams in the right back, have him tuck it in possession. It makes sense, right? He goes up and down the pitch. He's a box-to-box guy for Leipzig. What is he going to do at the right back, go up and down the pitch, tuck into the middle? I don't understand why people are surprised. And it really blows my mind that people are surprised. But it is what it is. And I think Adams will do really well in that role because – Played right back at Red Bull, and you know he covered for the mistakes made. People, and he's comfortable in the middle, so and that's why I feel at Adams with Yedlin playing winger. I believe he can probably add a boost, um, you know, off the bench, maybe even start, you know, the dynamic pace. Look, Yedlin, I don't think technically is better than Adams. I really don't think so. Um, he can go up and down the pitch. He's very quick. He's very pacey. He can lump balls in the box as he's been doing with Newcastle. He I he might be used in, in, in a lot of people make this comparison. He might be used the same way as Klinsman did in 2014 off the bench. I don't think it's a bad move, and I I honestly agree with exactly what Borahalter's vision is. So I, I'm not surprised by any of it, to be quite honest with you. Are we supposed to be nervous that Yedlin doesn't know how to play the position of right back? No, because it's not the position of right back. He's moving in centrally. This is. Look, Nick Lima did it, but Nick Lima was trained for like two or three weeks before it happened. You only have two or th- you have like three or four days. It's not concerning. I think it's just a unique system. People, players fit different systems differently. It's nothing concerning. It's just a preference. Jake, you have any any concern with you? 
I have I have no concerns with this move. And I like that again we're trying this out before we play any really meaningful matches. Look, with Berhalter's tactics, you want a guy who can play midfield at right back. I mean, let's let's be real. If, if Tyler Adams needs to tuck in and act as a midfielder, he's better equipped to do that than DeAndre Yedlin. And Zardes, or not Zardes, sorry, uh, Adams has the experience playing right back with New York Red Bulls. So I think this is a I think this is a good move for the national team. And if it doesn't work out, hey, it doesn't work out. We go back to the drawing board then. But I, agree. I think for right now, it's a good chance to see if playing Tyler Adams at right back makes the national team, makes the attack a little bit more dynamic. That is a great transition into the overall meaning of the friendly. Obviously, Burhalter here is testing his lineup, his tactics. Are we in agreement that this is clearly not the full 100% U.S. men's national team best 11 that Burhalter is tinkering with because of the U23 call-ups? I'm not sure if Sargent or Wea or a couple of those guys would really come, uh, would really start on this team, to be honest with you. I don't know about you, Jake, but I don't think they'd start on this team, no? I don't think they would. However, I still think I, <laughs> I still would prefer to see Wea on this team over um that's your boy isn't it look man i just i don't know play the kids that's what i say just play the kids i just think timothy Wea has the ability to be one of the best players for this national team over the next 10 years and you can say you know he needs to develop he's on loan at celtic he's not even starting at celtic and i get that but for a guy who's probably going to be one of the mainstays in this national team. And depending upon how, I mean, Berhalter, you know, he could be the national team coach beyond 2022. I think you would want Timothy Weah to be getting as much time as possible in the system so he knows it, so he knows when he comes into the team how to perform, where to be, and what his role is. I, I think it's pretty, not, not maybe not full strength, but I think it's pretty freaking close to it. So overall with the friendly guys, what, what players are we excited to see most? I'm most excited to see Jossie Zardes, mainly because of how well he performed under Burhalter at Columbus Crew. You look at his uh, stats from last year, 2018, 34 appear or 33 appearances, 19 goals, two assists in 2,948 minutes uh, with Greg Burhalter and the Columbus Crew. I'm 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 excited to see how he performs. And he, he was kind of tossed to the to the sidelines a little bit over the last couple of years with the national team. And now that Greg Berhalter is the head coach, we might see a different Jossie Zardes. Um, mine is, it has to be Weston McKinney for me. I want to see how he pairs up with Pulisic in that middle role. I mean, it was really interesting when you saw Roldan and Mahalovic do it. Um, obviously, you'd probably have uh, McKinney be more of going up the pitch higher He's played almost every position for Schalke. Um, I'm really intrigued to see how he's going to do as a playmaker, especially because in the academy days when he was at Dallas, a lot of people you know, were talking about his playmaking ability and how he might be better going up the pitch than defensively. So I'm interested to see how McKinney's going to do, especially paired with Pulisic and having that cover of a Bradley or a Trap. We talk a lot about Christian Pulisic being the most talented player, but is he the most important player in this Ber- Greg Berhalter system or just overall with the U.S. men's national team? You're trying to make us transition to our hot takes, man. You got to slow it down. We want to hear your excited player first, and then we're going to go to those hot takes. 
Yeah, that's a good point. Um, the player or players I'm most excited to see is actually Morris and Zardes. I'm not necessarily excited to see. I'm curious with Morris because of the injury and Jake kind of pissed that he got called up. So for the just to piss and annoy Jake off, I want him to score a couple of goals. So then Jake can just eat his words. Look, man, it. he hasn't been he hasn't been good for Seattle Sounders in two years. And I get it; he tore his ACL last year. But come on, man, he has not Hot been start, very good. Three goals recently. and assist. Well, we're happy for him. Great, three <laughs> goals. The Portland Timbers are also one of the worst teams in MLS right now. <laughs> yeah, hey, and things things can change. Things can change. All right, so Morris, please just from the bottom of my heart, score two goals, get an assist or something. Make do something good, so then we could just roast Jake over it because your predictions tend to go south very quickly. The other player. Zardes, again, I think to allude to Jake, where are the goals going to come from with this U.S. Men's National Team? We have youngsters, but Zardes, who knows the Greg Brohalter system, he was productive last season with the crew. Can he take that next step, and at least for the 2022 World Cup, be that guy, that go-to guy? Because Josie Altador, Armand, is he that go-to guy when the U.S. Men's National Team need a goal? I think in the system, yes, he can be. Um, Altador or Zardes? Look, the the big thing about Verhalter's system, I mean, his system is he's really specific on what the forward needs to do. I think Altador and Zardes can both excel in the system of Verhalter's. So they're they're interchangeable. You're saying? I, maybe I wouldn't say interchangeable, but I would prefer Altador over Zardes. But I think, especially with how how Verhalter wants his guys, a lot of Zardes' goals recently some tappings here or there. Um, I mean, but the advantage is Zardes just because he knows the system. Right, but I mean, you get a couple games here or there. If you get those Skype tactical calls that, you know, Berhalter gives you at 12 a.m., you know, like, you know what? He hits up that you up text, Josie. And then Josie, you know, is like, yeah, I'm up. And you talk about some tactics. Oh, I mean, Josie would be more it. like uh, new number who this. Shakes. Um, fellas, we begin another set of friendlies, fellas, with the U.S. men's national team. Ecuador and Chile. Got the Gold Cup in the summer. Armand thinks we're going to win the World Cup in 22. Jake thinks we're not going to win the Gold Cup in 2019. But overall, this U.S. men's national team, if you were to sum up a take right now, what would it be? First and foremost, you got my prediction wrong. I said they would win the Gold Cup in 2019. Second of all, my my hot take is Jossie Zardes is one of the most important players for this national team over the course of the next four years as we get ready for Qatar 2022. Why? I just think that under Greg Berhalter, I think Berhalter's kind of unlocked Zardes, if you will. Uh, last year, like I said, 19 goals, two assists with the Columbus crew with Berhalter at the helm. I think Jossie Zardes playing at the top there you know what? I'm gonna come on and say it. I think I think right now Jossie Zardes is a better fit than Josie Altador is right now. Oh, well, we just talked about it for a couple minutes ago. Why didn't you chime in? Well, it's letting Armand have his have his fun, let him make his points, you know, let you guys, you know, <laughs> talk about that whole thing. But I think Jossie Zardes is more important to this national team than I think people give him or I think people are willing to uh I don't even know how to even word this correctly. I think when people look at this national team, they assume that Christian Pulisic, Weston McKinney, Tyler Adams, John Brooks, 
even Zach Steffen, those are the most important players for this national team. And I think Jossie Zardes gets overlooked because he's not the big name player, because he doesn't play for a big team in Europe, or he's not playing in the Bundesliga. I think he gets overlooked, and I think Jossie Zardes might be your starting striker for the next four years. Oh, there you go. At Jake Watroba. Armand, what's your big overall take regarding this U.S. men's national team? I mean, specifically to Burhalter's system, I think we hate on Michael Bradley. We hate on Will Trapp. I mean, it doesn't. I don't, I don't care who plays that sixth role, but whoever plays it better be pretty freaking good because that role is important. It allows those midfield players to go up and down the pitch. It allows, you know, when that right back tucks in, it gives them a partner in the midfield. It'll allow a team to help dictate position. That number six role in Burhalter's system is so crucial. And it's honestly why I want to see Michael Bradley be in that role for at least the next couple of years. I don't think there's anyone, and Jake mentioned this on the pod last, yesterday, or a couple days ago, hey, this team is not this team is not deep in that role. I'm interested to see who can step up and say, I want that number six role. Give it to me. I want a number six. They know that's not, no one's looking at it right now saying, hey, I can fit this. I can be a part of the national team because that role is very important. Just look at the people that, that uh, Greg keeps calling up. Just Michael Bradley and Will Trapp. Michael Bradley and Will Trapp. If you're a player and you're looking for a spot, that six role is perfect. You need to go for it. You need to gun it. Because if you're better than Will Trapp, you can get that spot. I know it. So I think my, my biggest takeaway is, hey, that center defensive mid role is very important for the whole system, and I think a player is going to come out and steal it. So at Armand Fly, listeners, follow us on the Twitter machine at Pod. You can find the latest news notes from the show there. Find us on any major podcast platform. Respond to anything you heard. I want to hear what you think. Do you disagree, agree with us? And enjoy the games. We'll be back next week. Right now, you can get both Sprint's Unlimited plan and the iPhone XR with its amazing camera included for just $35 per month per line for five lines. All you need is approved credit and 24-month installment billing. No trade-in required. Visit a Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 800-SPRINT-1. Phone $15 a month after monthly credit supplied within two bills. If canceled early, remaining balance due. Unlimited basic after 63020, pay $32 a month per line with auto pay. Data deprioritization during congestion. Speed maximums, use rules, and restrictions apply. Right now, you can get both Sprint's unlimited plan and the all-new Samsung Galaxy S10e included for just $35 per month per line for five lines. All you need is approved credit and 24-month installment billing. No trade-in required. Visit a Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 800-SPRINT-1. Phone $15 a month after 16-25 a month. Credit applied within two bills. If canceled early, your main balance due and limited basic after 6-30-20. Pay $32 per month per line with other pay. Data to prioritization during congestion. Speed maximums. Use short and restrictions apply.